the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hallelujah, everybody. My name is Ron Geyer. These are End Time Insights. Welcome to the show. We're having a good time doing this. I hope you're getting the information and checking out the scriptures that we give you. We've got a wonderful show tonight. Before I get into what I want to tell you this week, I wanted to let you know we do a, it's called a Patriots for Christ class. Uh, One of our goals is to reconnect the church with our nation. The church has followed bad advice and we've disconnected from the civil arena. Uh, We don't think you're supposed to be speaking about politics. You're not supposed to be talking about things that have been taken over into the political realm when, in truth, stuff like abortion and homosexuality and divorce and sin, these are spiritual issues. And this is the realm of the church. And so we're going to do a, we did it last year. It's called the Patriots for Christ class. We meet once a month, the third or fourth week in the end of each month. It's over at West Houston Christian Center over on the west side of town by West Park and Wilcrest. And you're you're invited. We'll get more information to you. It's wonderful. On our first meeting, we're going to actually do a crash course on the Constitution. We're going to talk about the impeachment, just the Christian point of view, the biblical perspective, the Christian response, just to reconnect you. I don't know how much chance we have of getting America back where it once had been. Maybe none, but it doesn't matter. We do what we're supposed to be doing because it's the right thing to do. And we're going to do that. We're going to encourage you to get involved. We'll give you more information as we get closer to the date. But today I wanted to talk about the fourth topic in our trying to prepare you and getting you aware of where we are in God's timetable, and that is lawlessness. Remember the first week we took it to introduce you to try to set the scene for what's going on in these last days, and the second week we actually laid the foundation, gave you the scriptures, about the days in which we're living. We painted you a biblical picture, which is coming to fruition right before our eyes, about the end-time behavior of mankind, the end-time situation of the church, the end-time crisis, the end-time dangers that are prevalent to everyone that's alive on the earth at this day. And the third week, we spoke to you about the false teachers and the false prophets. We let you know that the heresies that they speak, they are destructive heresies. They have the ability to destroy you. If we do not do something about the heretical teaching coming out of the church, we will fall by the wayside. Last week we spoke about deception, how prominent that is today in the church. The apostasy, we spoke about that, that many are going to be turning their back on God. But deception, the danger of deception, there were different levels of it, and they could actually destroy you, spirit, soul, and body, if you are not aware. Today we want to follow up on that. And I love the way that God has put everything in order. I didn't plan it this way. We have taught this before, but I never really had this type of order in the way that it was presented. Today, we're going to talk about lawlessness. And lawlessness isn't just what you think it is. It's not just breaking the law. We're going to explain that. 
And you're going to see in Scripture the dangers of lawlessness. We're going to break down the difference between the Trump administration and the Obama administration. And we're also going to let you know what is happening today, what we can do about it. It truly is a perilous time. Lawlessness basically is less law. Society is rebelling against law. To the Jews, that meant that they rejected the law that God gave to Moses. Moses is known as the lawgiver. When they rejected the law, they rejected God. And we've seen that. You cannot reject his commandments without rejecting him. They go hand in hand. You cannot separate it. You cannot be disobedient to the commandments of God, to the law of God, without rejecting God's presence in your life. I want to warn you about that. We're not trying to scare you. We are preparing you. You need this information. To modern day man, that means rejecting God's written laws, the ones that are found in the Bible. It's resulting in a rejection of both God and his Messiah. And this is so dangerous. The devil is tricky. He's good at what he's been doing. He's been doing it for centuries. We in the church, we need to make sure that we are giving you all the information that you have so that you can stand in these last days. According to 2 Thessalonians 2, lawless behavior is a sure sign that we are in the eschatosimera or the last of the last days. Remember, we've told you this in the past. Man's been around for 6,000 years. Eschatosimera, that means we are in the last days. We, the next step, mankind brings him into the next age. God measures time in ages. We're in the church age now or the dispensation of grace. That will come to an end and we will be ushered into the millennial reign of Christ. But before we get there, we've got the rapture of the church. We've got the seven-year tribulation period, which is the judgment of God upon the Jews, upon the nations that persecuted the Jews, and upon all who have rejected his Messiah. It's a sure sign. That's where we are today. Lawlessness is going to prove to you that we are in the last days. That's why we're doing this lesson. Amplified, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, for the mystery of lawlessness rebellion against divine authority and the coming reign of lawlessness. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. It's here, guys. But it is restrained only until he who restrains is being taken out of the way. And we know who restrains lawlessness in the earth today. It is the Holy Spirit in the church, the Holy Spirit acting through the church. That's why the church needs to start addressing some of these issues from the pulpit again. I'm here to assist pastors. I'm here to help them. I'm not here to throw anybody under the bus. We will tell you the truth, and we will do it because we told you over and over we love you. If it isn't truth, then it isn't love. Let me give this scripture. I give it to you pretty much every week, Second Timothy 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. This generation, it is the counterfeit of God. Remember, God reveals himself as I am. I am that I am. Well, this is the counterfeit of that. This is the I am generation where mankind assumes the role of God. This is nothing different than what Satan did. Satan said, I will exalt myself. I will be like the Most High God. Continuing on, these last days, mankind behavior, they'll be without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. We've seen that. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. This is all leading towards anarchy. All of these, these 19 convictions, condemnations about end-time mankind, they all fall under the heading of lawlessness. You have to understand that we have seen lawlessness in America 
jump exponentially in the last 12 years, and a big part of that was President Obama. I am a firm believer. I know John the Baptist was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. Prepare the way. I'm the one shouting as a voice in the wilderness. I'm letting you know the Messiah is coming. I believe Satan anointed President Obama for a similar ministry as John the Baptist. President Obama is a man of lawlessness. He was a man who tried to remove the authority of the police department. We actually took over certain police departments in Maryland, I believe they were, put them under government control. He restricted their ability to go ahead and enforce the law. We've seen he stripped down our military. So he not only had an impact on promoting and being unable to restrain lawlessness nationally, but he also had far-reaching effects to do that internationally by weakening the American military. And the lawlessness that he promoted, he hated our police officers. I mean, you saw that time after time he took the side of the rioters. Time after time he believed the narrative that the media promoted, that uh, the policemen were shooting people, that black kids that were unarmed or stuff like that. Just about every time it was found out that that was false. And yet he took the side of lawlessness. He did not stop them when they were burning police cars with ICE, with the open border situation. He was promoting... Well, he wasn't stopping. He wasn't stopping the flow of either Muslims or the MS-13 coming in from the southern borders. He was doing everything he could to weaken America's standing in the earth. He was also doing everything he could to weaken our moral stance by being the most pro-gay, pro-homosexual president America has ever seen. President Trump is completely the opposite. President Trump has restored the authority of policemen within states, within townships. He has rebuilt our military. We are, once again, the strongest military in the earth. He is doing something about the southern border. He's attempting to get a wall built to keep the illegals from coming over the border. This is what President Trump has done. It's so easy when you contrast the two administrations and what one is doing to promote law and order. President Trump is a man of law and order and what the other president was doing to destroy, to promote disorder in our nation. It's totally different. It's really caused great harm to our nation. We are still recovering. President Obama set racism back 20 years, 30 years. It's been really difficult for us, but we're trying to recover now. We're trying to get back. The church has spoken a little bit about it. I see the black community coming out of the lies and deception that have been promoted by Obama and the Democratic Party. We're making inroads. We've got a long way to go, but you're praying. You're asking God to go ahead and anoint people, bring people back that know the truth. I get so disappointed when I see Christians working for the enemy. There was a situation last week that came out about uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association has a magazine out. And, gee, I forget the name of it. It might have been called Christianity Today or something like that. Today's Christianity. And that is not the one that Franklin Graham's associated with. Franklin Graham has a magazine out. It's called Decision, a wonderful Christian magazine. But anyway, this guy came out. I don't, I forget his name, Ganny or somebody. And they actually promoted the impeachment of President Trump. And famous preachers came out there that I know of, and they they said, yeah, way to go, way to go, way to go. This division within the body cannot last. It cannot be tolerated. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be corrected. 
President Trump has been placed here by God. If I can't trust you as a man and woman of God in the pulpit to get this right on such a big issue, how can I trust you with this other stuff? If you don't recognize the fact God's hand is upon President Trump for righteousness, if you miss that, what else are you missing? I have no business sitting under your ministry. I just want to put that out there because this is the false teachers, the false prophets, the false doctrines, the heretical teachings that are invading the church that are causing us to drift away from God. I am trying to protect you. I am giving you the scriptures that talk to you, what you have regarding an assignment, how you are supposed to be protecting yourself, how you are supposed to be wise. You've got your eyes open. The men of Issachar, they knew the times in which they were living. They knew the danger. Let me give you a scripture, Romans 7, 7. One of the reasons that we are having problem with lawlessness in the earth today is because a lot of our preachers refuse to talk about sin. We don't want to offend anybody. And that's an issue within the church. I've heard preachers say, famous preachers, talk about the fact we don't talk about sin. I don't want to beat you up. The world beats you up. I'm not going to do that. Well, sin is part of the gospel. We're not saved from hell. We're saved from our sin. And if we neglect to tell the sinner that he's sinning, then where is the urgency for him to repent? If we don't talk about sin, then the Holy Spirit has nothing to convict. We need that. We need the Holy Spirit to go ahead and convict the sinner of sin. That's the first step in coming to know Jesus Christ, to recognize that you're a sinner and to repent. Romans 7, 7. This is fabulous. This is the NIV. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, thou shalt not covet. So what we've just seen here is that because the law exposes sin, the law reveals sin, and we don't want to talk about sin. We need that. If the law was given by God to Moses to let the Jews know what they were doing wrong, why would we think that the law, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not have other gods before me, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, thy neighbor's good. Why would we think that that's not prominent, that that's not necessary anymore? It worked in the Old Testament. It works today. We have got to start letting people know there's a right and a wrong. There's a sin. There's unrighteousness. There's righteousness. We need to let them know this because we're being tricked. And there's no power. The Holy Spirit doesn't come in most of our churches because the beginning step, the first step in salvation is to acknowledge that you are a sinner. But if we never bother to give you that, what good is it doing? If I love you, I will tell you the truth, the gospel, all of the gospel. If you think that the gospel beats you up, then you need to get in the book. You need to have a come to Jesus meeting, man and woman of God. And you need to understand who God is and follow his plan for salvation and not for your own. Uh, Psalm 2, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed us, the church, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. We are seeing this happening again. They're telling us to shut up. They're saying, we don't want you. The things that you're saying, they bind us up. They wrap us in cords. They put us in prison. That's the way that the world views the gospel. That's the way that the world views when you tell them, thou shalt not commit murder. Thou shalt not steal. When you present this part of the gospel to them, that sin is keeping you from God, you are a sinner. You need to repent. They say, no, 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 no. That's not right. That's not what we're looking for today. That's because man has assumed the role of God in the earth. And we feel we're not accountable to anybody. Matthew, this is amazing. Get ready. Matthew twenty four twelve, Because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. This is Jesus Christ talking. He goes, because lawlessness is rampant in the earth today, what's going to happen? The love of most people is going to grow cold. 
That breaks my heart. We're going to lose so many people because of this lawlessness going forth in the earth, and it's not challenged. Let me read it. Jesus, because lawlessness is increased, because lawlessness is on the move, because lawlessness is dominant in the earth today, the love of most people. He didn't say a few people. He didn't say a couple. He didn't say a few. He didn't even say many. He said most. Most people will grow cold in their love for God. That's amazing. Doesn't that get your attention? Don't you think that's something that your pastor should be telling you on Sunday mornings? Don't you think that's a message that has its place today? It just breaks my heart. Because lawlessness is increased, we're going to lose most of the people in the body of Christ. You know, God has put in place principles that would resist or that would hold back the tide of lawlessness or the tide of unrighteousness in the earth. He's got these principles that he's put forth and he's told us about them. He's told us what they are. Here's one in Ecclesiastes 8.11. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. I mean, God has given us a scripture right there. Because justice or a sentence, a guilty sentence, is not pronounced against an evil work in a quick, timely manner, because that doesn't take place, therefore the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Basically what he's saying here, when you don't punish the guilty quickly, people think they can get away with anything. And that's exactly what's happening. But God gave us the word. He goes, you can slow that down. You can restrain that. But you must pronounce sentence and judgment quickly. But we don't want to do that. What is the phrase? It came about with OJ. Anybody remember it? Rush to judgment. That has come out to hold God's word in abeyance. It's designed to restrain the implementation of righteous judgment in the earth. One of the biggest things we're facing in the church today is you're not allowed to judge anything. All of these ploys that Satan has to keep us silent, to slow us down, to keep us from doing our job are manifested in the earth today. We really need to start reading the Bible and obeying the Bible and doing what God's called us to do. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set. They are locked into doing evil. They think they can get away with it. When I was growing up, if you killed somebody, you were killed yourself. If you took a life, you murdered somebody, you lost your life. You paid for that with your life. Well, this is what's going on today. People murder people and they're out in the streets in a year or two. That's what this scripture is referencing. We have got to go back to using the Bible as our basis, as our foundation for restoring law and order in America. And let me say this, law and order in America, lawlessness, lawlessness is not just breaking laws. That's just a misnomer. That's only part of it. Lawlessness is also writing laws that violate the word of God. And we've seen that in our Congress. We've seen that in our Supreme Court. The Supreme Court does not have the ability to write laws, yet they are setting boundaries by their ungodly decisions that they're making. The Supreme Court, maybe 2015, they came out and they said that it is okay for a man and a man to marry. They said it is okay for a woman and a woman to marry. They were bold enough. Nine men and women in black robes stuck their finger in God's face. And they said, no, no, no. We are changing the divine order of the culture of mankind in the earth. No, we are deciding what is marriage. Not you, God. It is just an abomination to the Lord. But that is lawlessness. It wasn't so much breaking a law. It was creating a new law. That was going to violate the commandments of God. And we see this all the time. We're seeing it with drugs. 
people, even Christians, are promoting the use of marijuana under the guise of medical marijuana. When if you read the book of Revelation, back in the end of the book, I forget what chapter, maybe 18, it talks about the fact that Satan is going to deceive the entire earth. And the word there that's used is he is going to use pharmakia to deceive the earth. Basically, the earth is going to be walking around stoned. We're going to be medicated. We're going to be high on drugs. We're going to be high on alcohol. And we have legalized all of this stuff so that Satan could have his way in the end time. You have to have your eyes open. This is the stuff you need to be telling your friends. If you love your family, you're sitting down with your kids and you're talking to them. I put a post out there last week on Facebook. This is amazing. Today is what? It's 2019. It's almost 2020, 2020. And I would dare say, this is my opinion, but I would dare say that within five years, we will probably have seen the rapture of the church. That means that the return of Christ is imminent. I don't know how long this lawlessness can go before God steps in to judge. And God stepping in to judge is called the tribulation. The tribulation such as the earth has never seen that would try the earth. It's about to take place. We are very, 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 very close to that. And so the point I'm trying to make is young folk, millennial, maybe you're 20, 25, maybe you're 35 years old. The point I'm trying to make is that within five years, let's say the church is gone. You've got seven year tribulation. That's 12 years. During the tribulation, catch this, half of the people that are alive are going to be killed. You got that? If there's 6 billion people in the earth at the time of the tribulation, 3 billion of them are going to be killed. That means, let me bring that down. You guys aren't ignorant. You know how this works. That means within 12 years, there's a 50-50 chance that you're still going to be here on this earth. That should place an urgency in you to make your decision for Christ. That should really get your attention. You do not have much time. You know, I'm 68, but yet I'm healthy. I go running. I have a good time. I think I'm, well, I used to think I'm invincible. I'm finding out that I'm not, but I still have a sense that I'm indestructible. I mean, that's just me being a guy. And I know you guys, you young guys, you, you have that. You never think about that. You never think about the future in that sense. I'm telling you, there's a very good chance that, Within 12 years, we will be witnessing the return of Christ. And you don't want to be here when he comes. It's not going to be a good time. He's coming at the end of tribulation. At that point, only half of the people that are alive today are going to be alive. That should put a understanding in you that, wow, I don't have that much time. I don't say that to bum you out. I say that because I love you. I don't want you groping around in the dark with the rest of these people who have turned their back on God, who have rejected Christ and are set up for the judgment that's going to come upon the earth and be caught up in that. I want you to be set up for the rapture of the church where you're going to be removed. You're not appointed unto wrath. You're going to be removed before all of this stuff takes place. Why? Because I love you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to hide these hard truths under the rock and pretend I love you. I don't think I want to offend you. I don't want you to laugh at me or think I'm crazy. That's okay. I'm not a Jesus freak. I'm the normal ones. It's the people that have rejected Christ that are the freaks. And they're about to find out the repercussions for that act. Don't forget, America, there's a church on every corner. There is Bible studies everywhere you look. We're on the radio. We're on the television set. There's a Christian in every home. There's a Christian in every place of business. There's a Christian in every ballpark, on every athletic team. Christianity is bold and here in America today. And yet, the problem with America is not like it is over in maybe Burma or Southern Africa or Antarctica or the Middle East somewhere. It's not that America hasn't heard the gospel. We've heard the gospel. We have rejected the gospel, and that's our problem. It's not that we don't know anything about Christ. We've heard about Christ, and we said, no, thank you. That is the problem.
I don't want you falling into that. That's why I'm giving you some of these hard truths. We've whitewashed love. We've we've made it lightweight. We've made it tolerant. We made it without accountability. We're looking the other way. We're winking at sin. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. We tell you about sin because you need to understand that is what God saves you from. He doesn't necessarily save you from hell. He said Jesus Christ saved you from your sin. And you need to accept that and walk in the freedom that he offers to you. Well, I'm pretty much out of time. What do you know? Well, you know, the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's anybody. That's today. All you have to do is acknowledge that you've turned your back on God, that you don't know the God of the Bible. And he said, no problem. I've made a way for you. For I so loved you, I sent Jesus Christ to die for your sin. The Bible says he became sin for us who knew no sin, that we, that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus wants to trade places with you. He went to hell for you. If you will accept Jesus Christ, acknowledge him as Lord, ask him to come into your life, receive the Holy Spirit, you too can have eternity with us in heaven. I'm Ron Geyer. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net.